Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hey, 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 y'all. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome to Emotion Monday. I am so excited about this episode that we're about to get into, but I have some introductions and some things to do first. Let me get this scrolling. Okay, so welcome everyone. Um, I think a lot of people are excited about this topic. This is a pre-Valentine's Day topic. The guy put on my heart to do. Hey, <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, Instagram, I'm trying to work both ends, but I can, I know you guys can see me. So, welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time here, this I do emotion Mondays. I've been doing it since for the last couple of years. Yes, this is going to be good. Look, this is going to be very good. <laughs> I've been doing it for the last couple of years. Emotion Mondays, God put it on my heart to do, to just get on here and just to drop these wisdom nuggets to also address the elephant in the room. See the elephant right here? That's what that pink elephant is about. It's addressing the God-given elephant <laughs> in the room. You know what God wants to deal with when it comes to our emotions, right? So the name of it is, you know, the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. It came out of, you know, God healing my heart. So, you know, this is very close to me and dear to me because this is pretty much how my ministry and how the podcast is birthed, right? People have a hard time with the dealings of God, you know, the emotional things that you go through with God. No one talks about that. No one talks about the trauma that comes with the dealings of God, you know, how to handle the dealings of God, right? We just say, get on through and you'll be fine. But people really need to know how to navigate the dealings of God. So that's pretty much the gist of Emotion Mondays. I specifically pray for the day. I specifically prayed when do you want me to do it, God? What day? And he said this day because people are coming off. Of course, you're coming from church, but there are still things that people deal with. There are still things that people carry, right? Even from Sunday. So he's just like, go on, drop these nuggets, drop these wisdom nuggets. And I can proudly say that, you know, and amazingly say, I have not repeated a topic in the last two years, right? And I'm just like, God, you give me something different, everything to say. I have over 150 episodes on my podcast. You know, you can also listen. It's available on many, many platforms. You just have to search the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. If you can't watch, you can go to Amazon Music, you know, Apple, 
anywhere, right? Google, anywhere you listen to music, Pandora, uh, iHeartMusic, anywhere. You can listen on the go, wherever. So anyways, we're going to go ahead and get started. I have one more announcement. I promise I'm going to get into it. And this is good for people just come in. I notice usually people come in later. So um, we're going to get into the topic in a couple of minutes. But I just wanted to get on here and just do this really quick. Because some of you guys probably saw my postings or my story saying that I wanted to do a raffle. I want to do a raffle. A, a lot of you may know or may not know that I just launched a line, right? It had already been in production uh, since 2021, had business plans and everything. I just was not ready to launch, <laughs> right? I just wanted things just so and how I wanted them, right? So because I was just so specific, I wanted my brand to be in the tag, right? I want it to be right here. I didn't want it gilding. I didn't want, you know, I just want it because it's a brand, right? And I want it to do it right. So this is one of the, not what I'm giving you guys. I'm giving away or raffling off t-shirts. I'm go, going to let you guys know the rules in a minute. But this is ne the Nevertheless Collection. Uh, the company is... E210, and it is basically from Ephesians 210. You know, the goal and the promise of the brand is to push people into their creative purpose. You know, be that walking confirmation. When I was coming up in Christ or, you know, coming up and developing my relationship, I always got cues from God in like all these odd places, and especially when people wore shirts, right? It helped push me to keep on going, to keep on creating. So, you know, I was looking for confirmations and stuff everywhere. So I want the line to be that, to encourage creatives and not just, you know, music, the artist, the musician, you know, but anyone that is, has a part in creating and developing minds, right? So it's pretty much for those that are active out there building people, right? That's what it's for. <laughs> so I just wanted to just do this line for that. If you guys want to go and look, I did have a pop-up reveal, you know, you have to look in the videos on my Instagram and it also on E210 uh, website and E210 on Instagram. If you look on there, you will see the video, the story, you know, everything that's behind it. But this is one of them. Um, it has not my will, but yours be, be done on the right sleeve. This is the sweatshirt. And this, the t-shirt has the same thing. Of course, you know, the t-shirt has something on the sleeve as well. But this is a cross. Nevertheless, this was this is what got me through. Right. You know, reading about Jesus, reading about, you know, and asking God, why do I have to go through this persecution? Why do I have to go through this just to complete my assignment? And I was asking that one day not to just for God to answer but for God, for me to just get it off because it was so heavy, you know, get it off my chest. And then I got that oomph to be like, you know what? I'm going to do it. You know, not my will, but yours be done. Nevertheless, right? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So I want people to see it and remind them to push forward, right? He wanted me to launch it before Valentine's Day. Specifically, I had a dream about it. Wanted me to launch it before Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day happens to be Ash Wednesday. Did you guys know that? This year is Ash Wednesday, right? So it's just something about it. But he wanted me to launch it um, to say and to boldly proclaim my devotion to God and, and, and just show, you know, show him off. And he said, 
to do an ad that says something about this is the greatest, you know, saying of love is to put yourself on the back burner and say, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That was the greatest display of love. And then he proclaimed to, you know, proceeded to give his life for us. Right. But anyway, I'm going to be having a giveaway or a, a raffle for a T-shirt, but there's rules. Right. So let me get the banner. It's just a couple. I didn't make it complicated for y'all, right? So the directions is on the screen. Number one, if you want to enter the raffle, I'm going to do a whole flyer and everything for it. So if you miss it, don't worry about it. The raffle is going to be, you number one, have to follow E210 Creative Athleisure Wear on Instagram. You have to follow the page, okay? And number two, uh, I have two ways to send in the money so you could be entered into the raffle. The cash app is E210. It's on the screen scrolling. And on PayPal, it's E210, right? So those are the ways to enter so you can get a t-shirt. Uh, it's going to be nevertheless. And I'll give you the opportunity to pick a color, you know, what you want, and then it will be sent to your house. But you have to enter. You have to follow. Number one, follow the Instagram page. And then number two, you know, send the money via those ways of Cash App. It's E210. I made it easy. (laughs) No, it's no long name with the Cash App. It's dollar sign E210. And then for PayPal, it's E210 on PayPal and it has my logo on it. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Like I said, I'll have a flyer and put it on everything for you guys and for my podcast listeners, you know, um, if you want to watch this, this is streaming live on YouTube as well. So you can catch it on there and get the rules. Or if you're listening to me, you can listen to the rules on there. So let me put the subject at hand. So we're going to go ahead and get started. I won't prolong it any longer. Let the healing begin. All right. So you guys, I wanted to do this and I normally do this every year around Valentine's Day representing, you know, the singles, you know, this is not for a lot of singles. This isn't an easy time. And I'm talking about somewhat about relationships, but this is just relational overall. This is about healing, you know, pretty much overall, you know, I'm in the business of, you know, helping heal, right? So I just wanted to talk about the subject. Subject, God healed my heart just in time. Initially, it was God healed my heart right on time. But he had me adjust it and said, and, and for good reason, y'all gonna get this revelation. It's gonna, I gotta walk through it. I'm a teacher. So, uh, you know, as far as teaching, you know, gifting wise, you know, I love to teach. I love to break things down so it can stay with people for a while because I chew on things, right? So God healed my heart just in time. So I can't talk about this without, you know, like I said, dealing with the inception of, you know, the Psalms of my emotions. The Psalms of my emotions came about on the journey of my healing, right? I wasn't healed when I wrote this might be going in and out. So I apologize if this is, if the internet is acting kind of weird. 
But the inception of the Psalms of my emotions came, like I said, through my journey of healing. I was not healed when I wrote my book, you know, called the Psalms of my emotions. It was documenting my journey and even getting on here and speaking about what I went through, like with my divorce and, you know, it was all in the book, you know, what I went through and what God had to do to get me here was that he had to break my heart. Right. And he didn't break my heart. You know, if we're to be honest, we do things to break our own heart, but God used that. God used my wrong, you know, decisions, (laughs) my wrong choice of who I wanted to, you know, spend life with, you know, he used it and there are no wasted experiences when it comes to God, right. And how he does things. There's no wasted experience. If you don't learn with the dealings of God that he puts you through, you know, you're going to repeat that lesson over again. Trust. You're going to repeat it until you get it, until you get a revelation, until you get your purpose and why you had to go through what you had to go through. But my purpose and why I had to go through was to birth the Psalms of my emotions, to birth this podcast, to birth um, the ministry that comes out of it is to help heal people in their emotions, right? Because, you know, the enemy came for me <laughs> with my emotions and I'll get to it in the end, the the plan of why he wanted to use my broken heart, right? He had plans for my broken heart, <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I did what God wanted me to do and started this podcast in hopes that the nuggets that he gives me, I can help heal other people. So like I said, the importance of this, you know, God used, listen, God used anything. It had to be, and I didn't think, and I felt for such a long time, I'm like, God, you broke my heart, but that doesn't seem, you know, I had to go through a lot of heartbreak, but that doesn't seem as dramatic as what other people go through. But I'll tell you guys, like I said, I'm working through, right? I'm not trying to rush through this because this is good. You know, it didn't seem dramatic or as impactful or such a powerful testimony, maybe like how everyone else is like, okay, I got a divorce and, you know, but me speaking from a perspective on what happened, right? It was like a death right? It was like a mourning a death, mourning a person that is still walking around the earth. You know, you you go through the grieving, you go through, you know, all of that things, the death of your future plans. You go through the death of, you know, what you develop in your mind. You know, you, you see yourself maybe going one way and then God all of a sudden intercepts that, you know, and you break your heart because of your own plans, <laughs> right? So, you know, not only that, it's just expectations and just rejection and all of that. You know, I went through just even being, you know, younger, just rejection all over the place, right? Not having, of course, like a lot of us, you know, you're not having a consistent, you know, parenting thing and you're not getting that affirmation and nurturing that, you know, you should get right? As a, a child, you know, so I'm I'm not, you know, dwelling on any of it because God used it and I'm here to testify it. But anyways, so like I said, I'm going to slow walk you guys through this, you know, God healed my heart just in time. So just to, to get you guys in the knowledge of, you know, the heart, right? 
So we're speaking about the heart in a spiritual manner, right? The heart is considered the seat of life or strength, right? It's it's everything, <laughs> right? So like when I say that the enemy went for the juggler or God dealt with me with the juggler, you know, it was also my mind too, but that's a whole nother podcast, right? I, I got dealt with within my mind. So, you know, when you have that confession and that, testimony of God kept your mind. I'm one of those. (laughs) God definitely kept my mind, but he also kept my heart, right? He kept my heart intact. So I could testify that. So the heart is considered the seat of life or strength, right? So it is one's entire emotional nature and understanding. How many of us go through so much emotionally, right? We go through so much emotionally. Hey, hey, hey on Instagram. (laughs) We go through so much emotionally, right? We don't understand. You're just not going through emotions. Your emotions navigate you on your decisions. Your emotions navigate you on everything that you do. Think about major decisions that you have had to make. And you could admit that some of those decisions that you had to make were emotional decisions, right? Yep, heart, seat of your passions. That's it. It's a seat of your passions. You know, your emotions run you, whether you want to admit it or not. We can sit here and say, oh, my emotions don't rule me. Yes, they do. Because if you get mad, what do you do, right? You get, you know, just anything. Just think about it. You get happy. What do you do? Your emotions run you. It determines on what you do, right? So the heart, you know, occurs over 1,000 times in the Bible, right? It is the most common term in scripture. It denotes a person's center for both physical and emotion, emotional, intellectual, moral activities, sometimes used figuratively for any inaccessible thing. So, you know, we know if you read the Bible, it's all in the Bible. God talks about the heart. You know, it's in Proverbs. You know, it tells you what to do with the heart. And I'm mad I didn't take any screenshots of what I researched. You know, it talks about the heart. Let's see if I can get to it really quick. Um, um, in the Bible, I'm looking. Because I had a list here and it was good. And it talked about the scriptures that said it. You know, it also, you know, I always use this about the heart being deceit, you know, deceitfully wicked. You know, who could know it? Right. So that's why we don't follow it. I'm not going to go through this. <laughs> we, that's why we don't follow it. It's it's so deceptive. Our heart even deceives our own self. You know, it deceives us. Right. God is the only one that knows what's in our heart and the times that he does let us see it. That's why when you go into prayer or you go into a time with God, he wants to hear sometimes if you know what's in your heart. That's why things don't be like, well, God knows. Well, he wants you to acknowledge because it's a thing when something comes out of your mouth and you acknowledge where you're where you are, right? You know what's in your heart and you're speaking it to God. And then that's where he can come in and help you. Because you are in full, you know, recognition of where you are. You are in full acknowledgement of what you need and what your heart is going through. So the thing with the heart is that 
There is, you know, I want to get it. Like I said, I'm slow walking. I know where I'm going, (laughs) but I just wanted to get these little things to show you, you know, the importance of the heart and to know how it's important, you know, to God that your heart is whole, right? That your heart be in the most healthiest state that it could be. And when I'm talking about your heart, I'm not talking about in a natural state. I'm talking about, you know, in an emotional, in a spiritual state, but also, There is, do you guys know that there is a such thing as a broken heart, right? You know, I said I was talking spiritually, but naturally, did you guys know that there is a such thing as a broken heart, right? You know, it's actually called a broken heart syndrome, right? And it's actually called a stress cardiomyopathy, which occurs when a person experiences sudden acute stress that can rapidly weaken one's heart muscle. So you think about going through all these heart things and emotional turmoils that you go through, right? Especially in relationships, especially if you're one that goes through this topsy-turvy type of thing and you, you you think it's fun or whatever. It's actually weakening your heart. That's good, right? It's actually weakening your heart. So all the episodes that I had been through, you know, with relationships and even in my marriage, I can, you know, that I was in, actually, I can actually say that's what happened. It just would feel like, you know, my heart would weaken, right? And every time, every time it would weaken. And so the emotional stressors that can weaken your heart naturally is grief, fear, extreme anger, and surprise. Right? Did you guys know that? (laughs) Again, the emotional stressors that can lead to a broken heart is grief, fear, extreme anger, and surprise. You think about it when you go through heartbreak or broke, like you break up with somebody, you know, that you deeply was in a rush that you deeply cared for. Think of these things that you've went through. Some of you went through grief, fear you know, extreme anger and surprise. It surprised you, you know, that this person maybe all of a sudden, you know, didn't want to be with you anymore, right? It was a surprise. It was a shock that it, a shock to your system, literally, right? And it's because, you know, it's the adrenaline. It's the, a sudden, uh, this is a medical thing. This is the sudden rush of adrenaline, right? That runs through your body that you get. And it's like a a shock to the heart if it's too much, right? So then that's how you get the broken heart syndrome. And then another thing is that it's not because you're unhealthy. This usually happens to the most healthiest person, right? You can have a clean bill of health and you can have a broken heart, right? And the thing about it is that because of the emotional stressors, it weakens the heart muscles so much that you are in danger of dying from a broken heart. So there is a such thing as dying from a broken heart, right? So like I said, even just reading this, I thank God for healing my heart, (laughs) right? I have no, literally no room, no energy for drama right? Nothing that does not fit the will of God, nothing that he has never, that he has not given me permission to enter into. I don't have the strength. I don't have the emotional strength. 
I don't have the physical strength, as I was saying. And some of you don't have the emotional strength. You don't have the physical strength to go through another heartbreak, right? So how do we prevent that? (laughs) How do we prevent that, right? That's where the relationship with God comes from. That's where always consulting with God, you know, just going through these different relationships and things that you go through with people. It's just not to be just, I want to have fun. Your heart gets entangled and wrapped up into it one way or the other, right? Your heart is going to get involved, especially us women. Our heart is going to get involved one way or another. You'll start with a friendly friendship. Oh, well, I'm just going to have him take me out to dinner. Oh, we're just hanging out. And then it ends up being a whole situationship. How did it get here? <laughs> How many of you have been through that situation where it's like a situation shift and turned into a whole thing? And now this person has broken your heart. It's like, whose fault was this? <laughs> it was it was yours, right? It was our fault. Cause you know, we were just thinking something was innocent, but having these relationships with people are major. Even friendships are in danger of breaking your heart, right? Family members are in danger of breaking your heart, right? You know, so that's what I'm saying. We all need healing. If you're dealing with that, with your family, friends, relationships, I'm telling you, your heart, you need to be healed. And I'm going to tell you why you need to be healed. Like I said, God healed my heart just in time. I mean, just in time, you know, and there's not a time where it's just like, oh, well, if it don't get healed, God, God knows the time and, and, and when you're supposed to do so. His time is the perfect time. But it's something where, you know, like I said, just in this season of, you know, I, I would say I'm healed majority of the time now, you know, and you guys, if you go back to videos or podcasts that I've done, I will always inch a little bit more. I'll just be like, oh, I think I'm about like 70 percent. 80%. And how I measure that is how uh, capable I'm able to love, right? I gauge my healing on how my magnitude or my capacity to love other people, right? And I noticed that as I healed, I had more capacity to love people, not in a romantic sense, but in a God sense, right? I was able to give people the agape love. I was able to give people the unconditional love. Like you didn't have to do nothing for me, right? You didn't have to do, you know, it it doesn't matter what you do, you know, whatever. I love you because you belong to God. So that's one thing that I did notice. Like it was like a lot of things that people did or whatever. It didn't bother me as much. I still love them. My love didn't change, right? It was consistent right? Because God's love is consistent for us. So that's one thing I noticed, you know, and why you should want God to heal your heart, (laughs) right? It's because you want to love how he loves people, you know, and how God wants you to love people, right? All right. So, (laughs) you know, and so the thing was, you know, God intervened, right? When I was going through my heartbreak and everything and the time where I had enough, God intervened. And this was about six years ago, right? God intervened because I'm like, I can't do this. 
I'm doing something wrong. What is going on? Why do I keep entering into these same situations, these same spirits and different people? Why am I still dealing with these same situations, right? And some of you may find that you're doing the same thing, right? You're meeting the same person in a different body, right? And you're, you know, you got to get to a point where you're asking God, what is going on? What's happening, right? It's like, God, I don't know what's going on, right? So the thing was, you know, I felt like I was being attacked. I'm like, the enemy got to be coming for me, <laughs> right? The, the, the enemy is coming for me, right? The enemy is coming for me. I, I just can't get this right with these relationships. And, you know, you'll get to a point where a lot of people love to blame the other person, but never look at yourself. You never look at what you do. You never look at, you know, ways that you might have kind of been in the wrong, right? You never look at yourself. <laughs> but that was the thing. When you find yourself in those situations where, God, why can't I ever meet a right person or be in a, a, a good relationship? You know, you got to kind of look at the, you got to look, not kind of, you have to look at the common denominator right? Who are, who is in all these relationships with these different people? You. (laughs) So when you find that you are the common denominator of why these relationships are not working out, this is where that deep soul searching is coming in, right? This is where this deep introspective, this deep self-evaluation, you know, these deep mirror moments, I call them mirror moments, right? You're looking at yourself in the mirror. What's looking back at you, right? What is looking back at you? Nothing is working out. What's going on? And then that's where God can deal with you, right? That's where a lot of my healing came from, you know, especially with with my heart. You know, a lot of healing came from self-reflection. It came from really taking a real look at myself, right? Like, What's going on? Like, even after my divorce and everything, I found out I was really mean. I was really mean, right? <laughs> I was mean. And, and, and it's funny because people to this day can't believe it. They're like, you was mean? I was mean. I was mean to I was mean to my husband. I wasn't mean just in general. I was mean to him, right? It was just something about you know, things that he he did or whatever, but it turns out just, I was resentful, right? I was resentful of my choice that I made to, you know, get married or to feeling like I was stuck. And it is like, nobody's making you stay where you are. And this was before I had got married. I still stay. No one's making you stay where you are, but you're choosing to stay, right? Knowing that it doesn't fit, but you feel like you need this to feel whole. You know, some of you may be experiencing that, you know, uh, or have experienced that, but you you know, it's not right, but I'm staying in it because I'm empty. I need something to fill me up. I need something to fill this quiet space in my spirit, right? And what it came to, to, to what it was all about was that I was lacking purpose. You know, God put you on this earth for a reason. You're breathing for a reason. You're living for a reason because there's something you feel in the earth. And when you find that purpose, 
that's when you feel like you can breathe. That's when you feel like you're actually living, right? It's not because of a person, you know, that person, listen, the human, the human person cannot, they don't have that capacity to make you feel, you know, like you have purpose on this earth. They, they don't have the capacity to do that. That's too much of a burden. That's a God burden. That's too much of a burden to put on a person, right? To be your everything, to be that person that's going to just make sure that your life turns out right. You are in charge of your own happiness. You are in charge of you navigating your, you know, your life, how God wants you to live. So I didn't know that I was searching for purpose and I felt like my purpose was in marriage, right? I've, I believed so much in it that it became an idol. You know, it became an idol. I idolized marriage, right? I idolized the idea. I idolized, you know, like if I get married, you know, that's the end all be all. That's all I need. That's all I want is, you know, is to just to be married. But, and when I got that, the shock of my life, nothing's changing, right? Nothing's changing. If anything, my attitude has got worse, right? how I'm feeling more emptier than ever. (laughs) And now I have all of these responsibilities, right? I got to maintain a house. I have to, you know, cook. I have to, (laughs) I have to make sure that someone else is happy and I'm not happy, right? You know, and that's not it. Like I said, you're not, but still you just, I got to support when I need support, right? It's a whole thing. But anyways, I got lost in that. (laughs) But that's good. That that just needed to come out. You know, you need to find out who's the common denominator. And that's that means you need to be healed. That means there's some healing that needs to go on, right? So like I said, the healing started six years ago. And then purpose started to reveal, right? As I went through my healing process, little peaks of the purpose started to come through, right? That I didn't know that was in, within me. But as I got delivered from some things, I was able to see my life a little bit more clearer. And it came from the healing of my heart, right? God taking layers off, God taking layers away, peeling peeling back the layers. And I was able to see, right, what else he had in store for me. Because what I thought I had in store for me was too small. It was, you know, it just wasn't it. Just like he was like, uh-uh, that ain't it, you know. And I'm not talking about just people, it's just that certain things like, no, don't be content here. I have more. And it just seemed like it was like that with every layer that he took off. He showed me I had more. And you guys have more, right? You have more, and that's why that healing is necessary. So, like I said about the how I know I was healed was that, you know, I was able to love on a different capacity. And I started to care about things that I couldn't benefit from in the natural, right? I just started, it was just this this deep level of just this deep feeling of caring, you know, not that I didn't ever care, but you know, it's just that can't, you know, it wasn't all about me anymore, right? I wanted to contribute something. I wanted to 
make a difference. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. I wanted to help people. And so, I mean, I've always wanted to help people, but it was just like such a just hunger to help people. So then I would go to God and be like, well, God, what do you want me to help with? Right. What do you want me to assist people with? And it's not benefiting me. Right. You know, people can testify. I could spend hours on the phone. Right. With somebody. And it's not a paid appointment. It's not, it's not nothing like that. Right. Mentoring discipleship, you know, these are things that you do and I want to do them. Right. And so much that I have to tell myself, go to bed, go to sleep. That healing made room for me to care about something else. Right. And it happened in such a time, like right now the world is getting so dark, right. That now I have room because of my healing that I can do the work that God wants me to work. Y'all could try to operate in God's work with a broken heart if you want to, with 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 not wanting needing to be healed. I'm gonna get into it. Look, I'm halfway done. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the nitty. You can uh, be be mess around and operate with a, a broken heart or an unhealed space if you want to. Right? It's not good. It's not good, and you're not gonna end up with the results that you want to get. Right. <laughs> so anyways, let me just go ahead and keep on going, y'all. So it's something about the just in time that just kept pulling at me. Right. Because like I said, I changed it from right on time to just in time. And so as I, you guys know, I'm a definition. I'm a word girl. So, you know, just in time me means, you know, like a slang or whatever. I was doing my research. It's at the last minute, the last moment, finally, in the 11th hour, in the nick of time, under the wire, or without a minute to spare. You know, God gave me this because healing is so pertinent and it's so, what I want to say, it's pertinent and it's immediate. I, I don't even know if this is the right word that I want to use, but it's it's right now, Right. Don't shelve and put your healing off for later. Don't shelve and put your healing off until I accomplish this, until I accomplish that. Then I'm going to sit with myself and I'm going to deal with myself. No, you're not going to get to the point that you need to get to if you don't deal with yourself first, right? We talk about self-care, that's self-care. Getting your healing together is self-care, <laughs> all right? <laughs> that's self-care, it's just getting your healing together. That's self-care. <laughs> so like I said, the just-in-time as a slang is last minute, the last moment, finally, in the 11th hour, in the nick of time, under the wire, without a minute to spare. You guys, is healing. God is calling forth this healing. He needs it because you can't operate with a wounded heart. You cannot. And I'm going to get into why you can't. But anyway. I'm looking, look, let me get, bring y'all to my story and how, you know, cause I, like I said, I'm a definition person. I'm a word person. I love to break down things because I want people to get an understanding that they can take with them, not just listen, but to chew. So just in time, I'm looking for one definition, right? I'm looking for this definition that I had to dig to find. And it was something, ha and, and just in time means something happened just before it would have been too late. That's all I wanted to look for, right? 
But God took me another way. I love God. I love how he deals with things, right? He took me to another term. I didn't never, I had no idea that just in time was a manufacturing term. Never. I'm like a manufacturing term and I couldn't get around it because that's all Google was pulling up. I said, okay, God, you're trying to tell me something. So just in time, the manufacturing term is, is a manufacturing strategy. Now, listen, listen to this with spiritual ears, okay? Manufacturing is a manufacturing strategy where parts are only produced or delivered when needed. Listen, <laughs> like I said, listen to this with spiritual ears. It's a manufacturing strategy where parts are only produced or delivered when needed. Your heart has to be healed and your heart and God is demanding this deliverance because it's needed. You're needed. Your purpose is needed, right? That's why you don't have a choice. To decide, okay, well, I don't want to deal with this right now. God is trying to, to deliver you because you're needed, right? So using this strategy reduces the cost of storing parts and materials and reducing waste. If you operate with a broken heart, trying to get into purpose, you're just wasting. You're wasting time. You're waste. You're you're just wasting efforts because you're not operating at full capacity, right? I'm telling you this revelation. Listen, that's right, Erica. Absolutely, you're not operating in full capacity. You cannot. I tried. Listen, I'm not telling y'all nothing. I don't know. I tried to go forth with purpose. I tried to go and plan. Things and it just seemed like nothing was clicking together. And I'm I'm asking God, why is some stuff just ain't clicking together? It's just like, cause you got some stuff you need to deal with, right? It's not, it's not coming together because you ain't together. <laughs> How are you gonna help people and you can't love on the capacity that you need to, right? You're you're being standoffish, right? You're holding stuff against people. You can't do that. You need to be healed. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, if I got any deeper in ministry and you guys, some of you know my story. Most of you maybe do. You know how I had to get delivered from the spirit of, you know, Jezebel, <laughs> which is a manipulative spirit. Still bad. You know, I don't think why people, what people think about what witchcraft really is or what being a witch or whatever is. And people would just clutch their pearls when I tell this story. But it's the truth. It's not somebody riding around on a broom or anything. If someone is just being just controlling and manipulative, you know, in nature, they're, they're practicing witchcraft, right? Not that I was. See, that's the thing. It was a residue on me from my marriage. And when I got into ministry, he would not let me listen. The residue couldn't even be there. When I went and answered my call to ministry, he said, okay. I mean, I did a lot of fasting. He said, okay, if you if you come into agreement with this call, you got to come out of agreement with her, right? And I'm like, what? 
And I'm like, I'm saved. I got the Holy Spirit. I'm operating in ministry, whatever, whatever. And he's just like, no, there's, there's still something there. There's a residue. There's something still there. And when I dealt with it and what it is, is that God will deal with you with hurt and pain that is so deep rooted, right? Because people don't look at the nature of Jezebel and what happened with her. You know, that was a whole hurt thing there, right? And why she had to feel like she had to have so much control and that control that she felt like she had to have was to protect her, right? Trying to protect what she wanted to control, right? Because she couldn't control. Listen, we go into that really tough when we feel, think about it. When you go in a situation, you try to control the situation knowing good and well, you ain't got no power to control things, but you try your best to control it, to protect your heart, to protect your feelings, all to guard your heart, right? And you're not guarding your heart. You're just kind of blocking the process that God wants you to go through, right? So anyways, you know, I said that, you know, the heart was healed because the, my heart was healed because there was a need. Your heart needs to be healed because there is a need and God needs a, you know, your heart just has to be positioned and postured in a way in order to last through ministry. Because guess what? You're going to run across a lot of people that just aren't right. <laughs> you can't go off, cuss them out and whatever, because you feel like you can or whatever, or you, you just have to get your heart right. So that's the importance. So, you know, like I said, if you are not careful and intentional in your healing, now this is the other part. If you are not careful and intentional in your healing, whether it be, you know, with relationships, healing with family things or friendships, you can be in danger of these things, Right. You can be in danger of truly hurting people. You guys know the saying, hurt people, hurt people. You can hurt people. You can hurt people and not be cognizant of you hurting people. I did a podcast not too long ago that said, I'm sorry for cutting you, right? Because when people are in such a deep hurt or in a deep place, because I was in a dark depression or a dark depression, you know, and didn't even know I was operating functional, but depressed, but also didn't know that I was hurting people, right? And then when you get to yourself of healing, people start to look at you like, you know, they watch you for a while to see if you're going to flip, you know, or whatever. And it's like, no, I was just in such a bad space. That's why you have to be careful and in, in treating people or taking them for 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 that because they could be really be going through stuff, right? You never know what anyone is going through. So, you know, a lot of times it's, it's something with them and it's not you, right? So, you know, heal to so you could don't have to be taking stuff personal <laughs> off of people. That's one thing that I learned that you know, I stopped taking things personal. I stopped being so offended. Right. And I noticed, you know, that was the beginning of my deliverance. God asked me, why are you so defensive? And that's what started the purging process of, you know, relinquishing that control over things. And so I'm like, I'm defensive. Am I defensive? He's like, yeah, you just feel like you have to defend everything. I'm like, oh, Lord. So that was one thing. But like I said, let me go on with the list. You know, you if you are not careful and intentional in your healing, whether it be in a relationships, 
hurt from relationships, family, or friendships, you could be in danger of hurting people because hurt people hurt people. And then also broken people give and deliver broken doctrine. I'll say that again. (laughs) Broken people give and deliver broken doctrine. And let me tell you guys what the definition of doctrine is. You know, it could go into to church stuff, but it was another definition of what doctrine is. Oh, it automatically put Bible in there, Lord Jesus. Uh, the uh, definition of doctrine is, of course, like I said, a belief or set of beliefs held and taught by a church, political party or other group. But this is the other one I wanted to talk about. It's showing me everything but what I wanted to know. That's not what I wanted. This thing. Okay. I had to go into Miriam. It's a law, principle of law established through past decisions. Something that is taught. Here it is. A principle or position or the body of principles in a branch of knowledge or system of belief. Right? Hurt will teach you some, some weird doctrine. Right, a manual by how you how you live your life, how you make decisions, how you befriend people, how you get into other relationships. Your hurt will, if if not resolved, will cause you to create another doctrine to live by that is not of God. Right, God's doctrine is based off so solely on like love and you know things like that. And when you don't resolve that hurt within you, you're going to be giving and delivering. You're going to be receiving and delivering broken doctrine. You're going to be giving advice to people because you're broken and you're not healed. You could be sending your friends off, (laughs) telling this what happened with you in one relationship. Well, don't ever do that because it happened to me, right? Because you're not healed. So you're not able to give any healthy information, any healthy, helpful, you know, solutions to a problem. Because now you got this doctrine, you got this book of rules, you got this book of things, and it's not wisdom. It's not wisdom, right? Some of these things that we call wisdom, it's not wisdom. These are things, our rules and things that we go by, and it's really not helping us either, right? Listen, I'm not telling y'all anything that I don't know. <laughs> I know this. You got these rules and well, don't do that. Well, I'll never do that again. And what are you doing? You're 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 trying to protect yourself, right? From being hurt again instead of healing. Right? Saying. And the other third thing is broken people have broken vision. You perceive things all wrong. <laughs> you're looking at people all wrong. If you're not healed, Everybody always doing something to you. Oh, that person always got a motive. Oh, that person is always sneaky. You know, that person, hey, that person did this, but this is what they really do, right? (laughs) You know, they got, you got this broken lens, it's shattered. You're looking at this mirror, trying to look at yourself and the perception is shattered. That's the danger of having a broken heart, right? But I thank God. Right. I thank God that when I look at how I used to think and the advice that I might have given people, I'm like, Lord, forgive me for sending people off because my heart was sick. 
right? My heart wasn't in a healthy place. And I'm trying to give people all this information. And it's because it's coming from a hurt place. Be careful listening to hurt people, hurt people information. People that are hurt. Listen, be careful getting advice from somebody that you know is still hurting. Yep, gotta heal. Gotta heal, Deshaun. <laughs> gotta heal. Right? Be careful listening to them giving you advice. If you know and you discern that somebody's heart is hurt, listen, eat the meat and spit out the bone, right? You still have to be, a, a you know, listening, but, and not so I'd be like, uh-uh, girl, you need to know, listen, be supportive, but, you know, be careful listening to people that are hurt. Like, don't get in the bandwagon and then like you hurt and you trying to talk to another hurt person, you know, be careful, right? Y'all sharing doctrine. <laughs> wrong doctrine with each other. So anyways, just to end this with this last thought, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't heal from my broken heart, the enemy had plans. Let me tell you. And I tell people this all the time. You have to know that the enemy is because he acts in perversion, right? He acts in the opposite of what God has planned for your life. And a lot of times your your strong suits that you're strong in, like, okay, I'm a, I'm a strong teacher, right? I'm a strong teacher. You know, I communicate. God gives me this wisdom. Like, and, and just even when I was younger, I was always, I just knew things and I didn't know how I knew things, right? And the enemy, if I was still broken, if I was still hurt, he would... I would probably, I, you know what? I wouldn't know where I would be, right? I, I believe he had plans for me to be. And I mean, he would have pushed me up the ladder of, you know, being out there, right? In media. And I've even had opportunities where I was able to intern, right? In different studios and different places, right? But I turned it down. I didn't even know why at that time, why I turned it down. I'm like, okay, I have a t- a chance to intern sh- to do an internship at a you know studio, right? A-, a reputable studio. And I turned it down. This is a chance to get into my field. But if I I believe if I would have went into that with all that hurt, with all that pain and would have rose up, right? I would have been teaching women or whatever how to manipulate people. I would have been just that person, right? Just just being just high level, you know, to be honest, high level witch, <laughs> to be kind of manipulating, controlling, and know how to speak to people to get them to do things, right? Because I was I'm, I was hurt. I was dealing with rejection, right? I would have been in things that I had no idea, n- no business being in, right? I would have been that person. I so believe that was the plan. Because I could talk and teach things to the point where people believe what I said. It was like that. Seriously. People believe what I said. Everything that I said was law. And I'm just throwing it out there. Right? I didn't really, I didn't know how I knew a lot of things. But I was just throwing it out there. And people took it as law. And I noticed I had that power to do that. You know, like I said, just even in my marriage and then with other people, how they reacted. So I'm just sitting back like I could tell people anything and they're going to believe it. 
I remember, you know, like I said, this is before Jesus. This is before I was delivered. And then when I got, you know, saved for real, you know, people say that a lot. When I got saved for real, God said, yeah, now you on the, you know, you on the good side now, right? Now you can use what you know and what you do for my side and for the kingdom of God, right? But I didn't know I had to go through all of that healing. I didn't know all of that was dormant and all of that was just buried, right? And it took time. It took time. I came to Christ for real, for real, 12 years ago. And I would say I'm just now at the point where I feel that I can operate and and really truly step into the things that God wants for me because of my healing, because he dealt with my emotions. And I know this is my call and my ministry that he wants me to go through to help people with their emotions. And that's another thing. Whatever God has called you out of, that is usually that's your ministry, right? Whatever God has, has, has used to break you, to get you to a point of surrender, that's your ministry to pull somebody else out of. Not with you still being broken, but with you be with you healed, right? Yep, gotta heal. I'm telling you, what broke you is what you're supposed to be helping deliver people from. He pulled you out of that pit. You're supposed to turn around and pull your put your hand down and help somebody else out of that pit. That's what it is. And that's what I mean when I say God healed my heart just in time. He healed my heart just in time to, to, to be in purpose, to be in this ministry that he has called me to, right? Because to think about it, and then when I was go- preparing for today, like I said, I didn't think, you know, just being healed from or going through heartbreak was such a, you know, thing, but it obviously can, can cause natural damage to your heart. Right. That's why we shouldn't be going in and out of relationships. And I know Valentine's Day is the thing, you know, but you you guys do know that it is man-made, right? And you see all the couples, you see all the candy, you see all the balloons, you do what I do, right? I just be wanting the candy, the balloons and stuff, and I buy it myself. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. You want a special treat, go buy it yourself. If that's what that all all of that is about. Don't bring nobody else that you don't even want to deal with <laughs> into the situation, right? You can do all of that yourself, right? You know, I re- I rebuke that loneliness and 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 and, and being lonely because you ain't got nobody on Valentine's Day. God didn't make up Valentine's Day, right? But I know how it feels, right? It took me a while to get here to the settled space. And like I said, that's why I said, I think God, God healed my heart just in time, just for his use, right? He delivered me just in time and made sure that that wasn't a waste with what I had to go through. Everything that you go through, heartbreak, anything is for a reason and it's for a purpose. I don't want y'all to be, and this is for somebody to be embarrassed about anything that you had to go through. You had to go through it. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. And and God was ministering to me about that, about people being embarrassed about their testimony. People being embarrassed about what they had to go through. 
He said, don't be embarrassed. You are, you are stopping somebody from getting their breakthrough because you won't open your mouth. I don't even know who that's for, who that's for. But whoever watching the replay, who watching live, I guess it's for you if you're taking it in and you're receiving it. <laughs> he said, don't be ashamed or embarrassed by what he has put you through because it was ordained for you to eventually open up your mouth and tell. Like, you know, like I said, my divorce and everything that I had to go through, my heartbreaks, it's in a book, right? And I talk about it, you know, a lot. As far as, you know, for to, to, to show people, you know, that you could come out of this and that the emotional uh, stability that you need, right, to navigate through God's dealings. Because <laughs> God dealt with me, like I said, the songs of my emotions. I have a testimony of what I went through. Don't ever be embarrassed of what you're going through. Tell the whole thing. Tell the whole thing. Leave no nothing spared. But like I said, but be healed, though. It's a good idea to heal before you before you tell it, but no, don't 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 make it your your uh, commitment to keep your testimony a secret or to keep it under wraps because that's a you that's a waste. That's a waste of a go through. I, that's what I say. It's a waste of a go through. If if the reason of me going through was to help somebody else and bring other people out, I'm going you hey, I'm not just about to be just going through for nothing. That's, that is not what I'm going to do. I'm not about to be just going through for nothing. Listen, this go through, this go through going to be worth it. <laughs> this go through going to be going to bring glory to the kingdom of God. Right. I'm not just about to be going through and just be like, oh, well, whoo, God, I'm glad I got through that. <laughs> I'm going to have a story to tell. I'm going to have, it's going to be a ministry that's going to birth out of it. It's going to be a not-for-profit that's going to be birthed out of that. I'm not about to be going through just to sit on my hands, right? It's a purpose in it. And you got to pull it out, right? Don't diminish what you go through. Somebody, you got to be the forerunner. Somebody got to get in that water. Nobody else was going to get in that water at first until you got in it and you told them how it was like. Now they want to get in it. Now they, 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 have the courage to go through it, right? They have the courage to go through go through the water, the deep end, because they saw somebody else go through it, right? I'm saying, be healed. <laughs> go through that healing. Don't prolong it. Don't be embarrassed by the testimony that comes from it. Don't keep it to yourself because it has all to do with your purpose, right? While you're on this earth, God ain't just doing stuff allowing stuff to just just be allowing things you know god is very strategic and systematic <laughs> in what he does <laughs> all right <laughs> so that is it guys i pray that this was what you was looking for <laughs> but you know i just wanted to emphasize that that as you are going to going through the and going towards this valentine's day celebrating this valentine's day you know, if you're single, you know, whatever, just to think about, this is a good time to just get yourself in order. That's what I tell people, you know, single, singleness, this single season, you're not going to find any other time to get yourself together. You want to be by your, by yourself, 
getting yourself together. You don't want to drag nobody into God still at least processing you to get to purpose. That's a tough road, you know, to, to, yeah, it's tough. (laughs) I've been through it, married without purpose or not knowing the purpose and making that the purpose. And it wasn't the purpose. (laughs) There's purpose in marriage, but that wasn't the end all be all for me right? That I thought that I idolized, that I worshiped, that I built an altar for, right? I built an altar for marriage, right? So thank you guys for tuning in. And like I said, you know, from the beginning, I am going to put up some kind of formal announcement or post or whatever for the raffle with like the, you know, the start date is today, but the end date and when the last time that you can enter to get a t-shirt, like I said, it's $5. Let me see if I can bring it up. It's $5, but there's two rules. Well, it's not a long rule, but the first one you have to follow E210 Creative Athleisure Wear on Instagram. And then you send the $5 raffle entry to E2 E210 on Cash App and find me on PayPal. It is E210. Just simple. I didn't want to do a long name for both of them. So if you guys want to do it like that, you can, but you do have to follow and I will be checking. You do have to follow the E210 Athleisure Wear page on Instagram. (laughs) Lost my train of thought. I'm tired and I'm hungry. But all right, guys, you guys know at the end of this, because this is a promise that I I do to God. I'm I'm here for ministry. I'm here for God always, no matter what I do. You know, I'm going to offer Jesus now. It's no sense of me being a minister of the gospel and I and I don't offer Jesus on anywhere that I'm I'm present. Right. Let me follow because you never know. My thing is when I go to when it's my time and when I go to face the Lord. I'm looking forward to that highlight reel where he shows me because I'm not going to, you're not going to know everybody that you help bring to salvation. You're not, but I'm just going to love seeing the faces that I brought, that he used me to help bring to the kingdom of God. Right. So I never know who watches the replay. I don't know. I know countries. I know States that listen to the podcast. I don't know who watches on YouTube. I don't know who watches on Facebook, but I've put my print there. So I don't know because you guys know once videos are out there, they just circulate, right? So let me just go ahead. Romans 10 and 9 states that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And again, this is Romans 10 and 9. You can take this for yourself. You don't have to wait on Sunday, right? To, you know, we do the altar call. You don't have to wait on Sunday. Sunday could be too late. You don't have to wait till tomorrow, tomorrow, or whenever you have your Bible studies and things, or, you know, where I'm going to go in the church in the morning. Tomorrow morning may be too late where you can accept Jesus where you're sitting at right now, right? You just confess that and you mean it, right? It's not a thing where you just say it with your mouth. 
You have to, to do this with your heart, right? You have to believe this with your heart. Believe he rose on the third day. Believe he died for your sins. You have to believe that. And then it doesn't stop there. Then you find, you know, prayerfully, find a church that you could continue to learn and build, right? On the knowledge of God, because there are testimonies and stories that I've read where people had an encounter with God, gave their life to Christ, but then ended up in like different things and different belief systems because no one discipled them, right? Because they didn't know who Jesus was. They didn't know. They just know they gave their life to Christ and still didn't have nobody to disciple them. And then they were back into something else that they were trying to escape from, but it looked like Jesus, but it wasn't Jesus, right? So find a church that teaches, you know, about the Holy Spirit, that it ministers the Holy Spirit, that believe in deliverance, that believes, like I said, in Jesus <laughs> and grow. I'm not telling you anything that I don't know. That's how I grew, right? I came to church hungry. I came to church hungry, got the Holy Spirit and came and, 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 Listened to every sermon, went to every Sunday school Bible study because I was that hungry for God and took it home, learned worship, created my own worship space. This is what you do. All right. (laughs) So I thank you guys for tuning in. I will be back on here. I believe my Monday I'll be back on here. Uh, Stay tuned. I always say that for uh, thoughts of the days. Um, Try to do more of them. But however God gives me, he did give me a couple of things. Pray for me, y'all. I still be trying to have. But he did give me a couple things to talk about. But I hope you guys like this. Have a nice Valentine's Day, whether it be by yourself or you have a special someone. Um, just, just enjoy love. You know, enjoy love. Uh, loving on Christ. You know, loving on, you know, whoever you have, your family, your friends. And spread it. All right? <laughs> all right, guys. I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.